noticed that that panic where I, I I'm leaning over and yeah, just you know because like, I've done it so many times this week with students where I sat down for feedback with them mm. and five minutes later I go thanks very much and I go to stop and realize I didn't stop just didn't actually yeah. record just pretend to be surprised <laughs> when I tell you don't cry when I give you the bollocking this time <laughs> yeah. um, right uh, yeah so I'm just gonna start a timer because we're in a bit of a time oh yeah today. yeah yeah okay get it all done how are you Grant, yeah, good, good. just talking about this whole coronavirus thing oh, and how yeah. it's, I think, <laughs> I say this now and I'm probably going to get oh, it and die. If we had listeners, this would be a very controversial moment. <laughs> yeah, I think it's total mass hysteria, but yeah. I suppose I'm not old or no. a baby. You don't have to worry as I have, is, uh, Lorraine, you know, <laughs> yeah. as a more advanced member of the community. Uh, it just seems ridiculous. I'm supposed to be going to something at the end of, Lon- at the end of March. I keep saying the end of London. I'm supposed to be going to London at the end it's of March. a strange March. way to measure time. <laughs> at the end of uh, March and it's probably going to be cancelled now because of this stupid thing yeah. <laughs> it's very inconvenient for yeah. me that is so, the real problem here I mean, yeah. people go on about the elderly and people yeah. who are immunocompromised what about my show what about <laughs> the people going on holidays yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah I did see a funny tweet though where they, yeah. somebody said now that they realise that you can sing COVID-19 to the tune of Come On Eileen yes so you know every cloud yeah. <laughs> it's not all bad news just you one, know? one slightly good thing to this whole thing how are you? I'm good yeah good um, you know all of this talk of you know possible closures of schools and everything like that mm-hmm. it's just it's getting me giddy yeah <laughs> so, I mean, it's like Christmas I know it'll cause so many problems <laughs> if they you know if they have to close the school and stuff but I'm mm-hmm. kind of going okay I'll sort that problem out yeah. as long as I'm not here I'll worry yeah. about that everything else afterwards. can be sorted we'll cross yeah. that bridge <laughs> yeah. exactly at this point I'm considering how can I get coronavirus yeah. so even if just, the school doesn't close I'm not in it just go around yeah. licking people's cups and stuff like that that'd be a good way or if More somebody sneezes, do. Yeah. <laughs> or if somebody yeah. sneezes, just walk into it. It is yeah. mad though. Right last... up in their face to catch yeah. the, the, the last <laughs> blast of it. You know? It is mad though how conscious people are of it. Like one thing that's one benefit people mm. are saying that's coming out of it is that it's kind of stopping these people who use who just sneeze and don't cover their yes. mouth. Now yeah. people it, obviously before in the past nobody liked it, but everyone kind of just silently judged yeah, and didn't yeah. say anything. Course. But now apparently people are going up to them and be like, cover your mouth or yeah. close your mouth or do it into your elbow or something. <laughs> Yeah, do the Dracula sleeve and yeah. sneeze into your elbow. But yeah. there, there was another tweet about um, guys are saying that their toilets are now taking forever. You know, every time they go into a public toilet, it's taking oh, forever right. to get through yeah, it, you know, yeah. because of everyone washing their hands. And people are going, were you just not washing your yeah. hands before? You <laughs> yeah. But I was in the in the staff toilet the other day and I went in and another staff member was coming out of the cubicle and I was going in mm-hmm. and I was, you know, standing there because I didn't want any you know I didn't oh, want to witness nice. anything I'm yeah. doing you know so I was yeah. waiting for that person to go they washing their hands for quite a long time and drying them for even longer I'm sure you can guess who I'm talking yeah. about <laughs> but it was uh, but it was just you would dry your whole self getting out of the shower in the time this person took to dry their hands and I was just going Come on, yeah. You know, it sometimes is a bit ridiculous, can be know? a bit excessive, yeah, all right. But the uh, w- whatever about the washing hands, the drying hands. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dry, Maybe they're dry. They're dry. Yeah. yeah. Although, do you know what? I was just in the bathroom there. <laughs> the, oh, the bathroom talking today. <laughs> yeah. And the dryers are terrible. They do. It's basically just blowing a bit of cold air. And well, this person was blow. drying them with tissue. You know. Oh yeah, well, that's that. ridiculous. And you're oh, kind of yeah. going. They must be dry. Yeah. You could hear the dryness of the ta- the paper <laughs> towel on their, off their hands. <laughs> it's done. 
I'm bursting in here. <laughs> oh, you were right. So you were <laughs> staying inside the cubicle. I know. I hate that that know? happens. In, sorry, this is the last thing I'll say about the bathroom. <laughs> last um, issues for this week. <laughs> yeah. in, in the other place that I work in. Yes. In the city, as I like to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's two, it's, an, it's a building um, in the city and uh, there's two toilets for the whole building. So you go in and one is supposed to be female and one male, but it's all in the same okay. you know, space or whatever. And sometimes you go, you go in and you can kind of hear somebody else coming into the other stall. Yes. So yeah, you yeah, sort yeah. of wait until they're gone. And then yeah. some people just spend Oh, they spend a long time nothing. there. Like, can't hear, like, they're not doing anything. It's like, what are you doing? Get out so I can get out. <laughs> yeah, I, I am that. now trapped here. Yeah, or, yeah, they'll spend ages out there. Well, now it makes sense. But washing <laughs> their hands, like, I come on, just no, go. No. These people, there's something wrong with them anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway. So that's four minutes, 20 of toilet time, <laughs> so we're good to carry on, I think. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get through yeah, today. Loads. So <laughs> will we just talk about them one at a time or should we preview them or just Let's, one after well, the we'll other? Well, we'll say the names of them maybe. Okay. And we'll tell the people, we'll tell the people what tell we're going to what they have in store for themselves. <laughs> what we're going to be talking uh, about. First up, we're going to talk about... Love is Blind. And then I think we'll talk about maybe Uncut Gems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And possibly the album I asked yep. you to listen to. And finally, we'll finish off with, with a, a TV show called oh, Rami. Rami, yeah. Rami? I think it's Rami. It could know. be Rami. You've I think watched it's more Rami. with the yeah. This is going to be more of a solo piece for you because <laughs> yeah. I, I have my yeah. issues with it. Anyway, so okay. uh, let's, let's press on with a, one of our trademark cracking introductions. Mm-hmm. Love is Blind. So, Love is Blind is a dating reality television series produced by Kinetic Content and it was created by Chris Colan, who also. <laughs> I just realised I, I pronounced his name wrong. It's not Colin. It's Colin. Colin. But I okay. just <laughs> Colin. So professional. Yeah. Anyway, there was a total of ten episodes. Um, it was re- released on Netflix. And the premise of this show is a group of men and women date by talking in pods where they can only hear each other's voices. And then in just over a week, they're expected to start proposing marriage to someone who they've never seen. So I suppose it's really asking the question: Is love really blind? Thank you, Lorraine. And Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, that was a mishmash. I know. I, I looked at Wikipedia when, when I was about to write it and I saw those lines. <laughs> I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Can't say see ya. Without ever seeing them. If you're ready to find the love of your life, game time. The pods are now open. What kind of work do you do? So, what are some of your biggest turnoffs? So, what are you looking for in a woman? Ethnicity, race, physical appearance. None of that matters. I'm really starting to emotionally connect with you. This could be a remarkable love story. You're a beautiful person. I don't have to see you to say that. I'm scared of making the wrong decision. Can't see my life without you. Will you be my wife? I am engaged to somebody I've never seen before. I hope he's just find me very attractive. Oh my god. The physical attraction is on par with the emotional connection. She has become the most important thing in my life. I want you to be a thousand percent open with me. There's my student debt. You're a white guy. She's a black woman. Let's talk about that. This marriage could tear me and my family apart. This was fate. This is what was meant to be. You're bringing me down. You're bringing me down. Don't insult me like that. We're getting married. It's scary. Do I want to marry him? I don't know. Do you take her to be your lawful wedded wife? How did 
This has been on since February, has it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, actually, it was filmed in 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long did it take you to watch it all? Oh, Ten episodes. Oh, Ten episodes in a reunion? A ridiculously short time. Yeah. 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 So I'd heard about it a couple of weeks before. I'd, I'd heard about it, yeah, around a month before I'd actually started watching it. And I just heard the premise yeah. and just thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And I was so thinking, the, I'm never watching that. Right. <laughs> I had very similar <laughs> thoughts about it. But the premise is that it's, 30 people at mm-hmm. first yeah uh, 15 men 15 women and they're in these pods yeah. which are like mini apartments yeah, yeah. where Just they like speak to this room. glowing blue wall oh, yeah. essentially and the, 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 there's a person on the other side in a pod of their own mm-hmm. so they're having all of these dates and they are uh, they can't see each other yeah, yeah. so but then I, I read that the filming of the pod sequence was done over 10 days yeah so it happened over 10 days did that come across in the show to you no I thought it was only a couple of days to me right. it seemed yeah, like I it was three like or four weekend days or something to yeah because yeah. I was thinking because there was people starting to propose after yeah. two days and I was like this is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like so, at least give it 10 <laughs> days <laughs> yeah don't rush into anything um, but it's uh, I guess just to fast track through the premise it's at any point any of the guys, in theory, can propose to any of the women. This yeah. is the way they had set it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what yeah. they had set the, r- the rules. Or apparently it was this one-way flow of traffic with proposals. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. At any point they could propose. Mm-hmm. If they, uh, whoever had proposed and, and being ex- had, had a proposal accepted by a particular point would go on to the next phase of the game, yeah. which was a resort. Kind of a week in, away in a resort in Mexico, somewhere where they, yeah, yeah, in Mexico, they could get to know each other yeah. better. And then they go and meet each other's families, mm-hmm. go back to their lives. And they're living together they're for living a while, together. yeah. And then it all culminates in a wedding. A wedding. Where they have to dress in their, their suits gear. and their wedding dresses <laughs> make a final decision in front of the friends and family as to whether they're <laughs> going to marry a person yeah. they met 38 days ago yeah, <laughs> yeah what could go wrong um, so what did you think of it initially how did it how did you yeah so I originally heard the idea and there, one of the guys in work was talking about it and I said oh, are these people uh, you know like horribly unattractive or something like that yeah, what yeah. is the point of this show and he was like no they're all like yeah. re- really attractive there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, and I was thinking well what this is, I don't understand the premise. I was thinking, I'm not interested. As soon as I heard that, I was thinking, not interested at no all. No one attractive people. <laughs> I'm out. I only watch an attractive so then, so then, uh, so I was thinking, yeah, I'm never going to watch that. And then it just, uh, I think, you know the way with Netflix, it'll start playing trailers. It was on yes, in my yeah, house yeah, one night yeah, and it yeah. started playing the trailer uh, to Love is Blind. And then I don't know why, for some reason, yeah. I just decided to start watching because I had heard a couple of people talking about it and I became obsessed mm. with it. As in, yeah. I watched the whole thing in the space of three or four days or something like that on a plane as well. Right. <laughs> Over what is back. your um, What is your kind of track record with uh, reality shows? Is it something I don't, that's that you, a, no, you... No, that's the thing. I, I never... Yeah. I'm not into reality shows at yeah. all. I don't like Love Island or any of that. For the same reason where I kind of just think, why would I want to watch a whole load of really attractive people who will have no yeah. problem, I'm assuming, yeah, this is yeah. what I'm saying. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I have no problem finding someone or meeting somebody well, that like, they like. Yeah, but it's not the thing. They have no problem meeting anybody, but relationships are, you know, it's like it's their good looks are doing getting they're them doing so them far. The yeah. yeah, but they're, uh, I guess, you you would imagine looking at all these people that they have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. no shortage of people. But I guess in that when you when you're a person who has a lot of options, maybe you kind of feel. 
you know, that it's just on to the next one. It's just on to yeah. the next one. There will be more. Well, will, I suppose you know. the whole thing is that they'd found, yeah, they'd met a lot of people. Like, the the ages varied. It kind of went for, I think the tr- the youngest guy was 24 and probably the oldest person there was around 35 or something like that. Was and that the Jessica? Yeah. She was 34, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so she said. And, <laughs> and they were, and they were, they were kind of saying that uh, they'd obviously they'd met people, but they hadn't met anyone who wanted the same things as them yeah. or it ever really stuck or whatever else. And yeah, they kind of yeah. wanted to see I suppose, uh, like, it is an interesting experiment, as yeah. they kept calling it over and over yeah, again, in yeah. that, I suppose, if you took away everything, if you took away looks, and if you yeah, took away, yeah. and you're just focused on, because, obviously, when you meet somebody, you're not just focused on sure. if you get on or not, or, you yeah, know, you're yeah, interested. Yeah. Obviously, the, the looks part, yeah. and the job, and everything else yeah. probably plays, plays a factor for a lot of people. So, I suppose, that's what they were saying, was that if you took away all of that, yeah. would it make any difference, or would it make it easier yeah. to to kind of keep the longevity of the relationship yeah. or with withstand the relationship so yeah so i did i did actually I, and then i and then i suggested to you to to watch for for this we were we have a whatsapp group with a few friends and i think you had said is anyone watching oh it? yeah and then we went to our private whatsapp yeah. where i was going yeah i'm, I'm watching it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we were the only two of that group who were watching it but yeah uh, because it's obviously not something you want to admit to i've much. never felt such shame. hot shame <laughs> watching anything in my life and i watched and enjoyed California, which is oh, really? an yeah, Irish TV show for those who don't know about uh, young um, people who are from Tala hmm. making their way in the big yeah. city, you know? And it was just mind bendingly bad television. See, I never I watched that. that and I never watched, like, there's a lot of reality TV shows that just make me feel a bit sad yeah, when I watch yeah, them, yeah. or I really do feel like, why am I, I can yeah. actually feel the brain cells dying now. Yeah. But with Love is but I don't know, it just, I have to say, the the characters that they picked or the people that they picked were, were quite interesting and enough yeah. in a way for, for to hold my attention, even if that was, they were just a bit crazy or whatever. They were, they did actually yeah. keep my attention. For I much, thought for they the were all, from what I could, See, they were all spectacular mismatches as people. Mm. Uh, like almost every one of them. The there was couples. a couple. A couple called Kelly and Kenny. Kenny. Mm-hmm. That's never gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I met a girl called Wilma, <laughs> William, and well, it's not gonna work. It's just everything else could be right, but that would destroy it. Um, but there was one couple. Yeah, another couple. Um, I guess they were the most controversial at the start. Carlton and Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, her name. And. Uh, in all the dates that she was on with different people in the house, you know, these these blind, literally blind dates, <coughs> um, everyone made a joke with her about, you know, what strip club yeah. does she work in? Yeah. Turns out she does work she in a strip club. She's got very annoyed she about very it. very offended oh, by I'm it. I'm so yeah. sick of people saying that to me, but she did She did. Yeah, so I must have missed yeah. that, babe, because yeah. I, I, I saw the bit where Barnett, this guy Barnett, who we'll talk about in a second, yes, yes. he said it to her and she got very offended very and didn't want And I was thinking, yeah, that's a bit offensive. Didn't realise she did actually work in a yeah. strip club. Yeah, no, no problem with it, but no, she but was getting very upset if people were making a very correct assumption. But it was only based on her name. They had no reason to think that. Oh, about Kenny and Kelly, by the way, I um, just reading recently that apparently they never. Oh, are we allowed to give spoilers on this? Yeah, or will we? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, people can. Uh, yeah, let's not spoil the final moment of it. But okay, well then yeah. I won't. Right, I won't. I okay. won't say it. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> that's professional will, as ever. Will. Like we do all our prep before this. We know what we're gonna say. <laughs> I um, won't do it at all. But um, but yeah. originally they started with forty or fifty people apparently. So they started oh, with forty or fifty started? people, and then they whittled it down right. to the twenty. Some of them were let go the start, apparently. Yeah, too boring. And do you remember the guy that we were saying? Who is that man in the house who keeps giving advice? 
and yes, still people. We yes. thought maybe he was some sort of counsellor or something. He was just another contestant. He was he? another contestant yeah, and yeah. he was actually engaged. So there was two more couples other than the six that were on the final one who were actually oh, engaged. Okay. But they, so apparently the producers, they didn't, re- they, they really thought, okay, there's going to be five at the most and that's all we they can. They just had too many and they just had too the many. So the, yeah, yeah, so they yeah. kind of, they let the other two go off to, um, I think they went to Miami or something yeah. like that, but they didn't really follow the stories. Yeah. Imagine, God, imagine being that couple. Like, yeah. Why, why were we, we not interested enough? But they didn't, neither of them ended up um, oh, okay. getting married in the end. So there were, was originally a lot yeah. more people. I, when I was watching it, I was kind of going, what kind of person goes in for this? Mm. So actually, about Carlton and, and Diamond, I guess. Carlton was uh, an African-American guy who uh, was bisexual. Yeah. Um, or uh, And he was wondering about how do people would react to this. Mm-hmm. So he had met this, this girl, Diamond, and he'd gotten on famously, and then he had proposed, she had accepted, mm-hmm. and then they spent a bit of time together in the resort in Mexico. And he then felt he had to tell her. He was very emotional when he told her. and But as soon as he told her that he had dated, as he said, uh, people from both genders in, mm-hmm. in his past, right? Mm-hmm. She paused briefly in a kind of, oh, like for a split second. Split second. And he was, I knew it. Yes. I knew it. It always happens. The and most defensive person I've ever got. First of all, he hadn't told her no. before they got engaged. That no. is something I think you Absolutely. should probably tell somebody before yeah. you get engaged. Like the way you would tell if you're getting engaged to somebody, everything. You know, yeah. you might as well be honest about everything. Yeah. So Absolutely, I think yeah. that seemed to be the bigger problem. And this for has been on there. his mind from day one. He had yeah. gone through all the dates with her, you know, and uh, they had. They, gotten engaged and then they had spent some time together and then he decided to tell. Mm. So it descended into one of the ugliest rows yeah. And it, what was quite TV. funny about it was that they were being so lovely and polite to each other before the fight and oh, then all yeah, of a sudden it so... just really descended into yeah. name calling. Yeah. He told her to get her wig back on yeah, that was, it was slipping. She, off her face she, from, day, from day one. one. She threw his, her drink in his yeah, face. He threw the ring into the pool. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know, it was just quickly. bridge burning all the mm. way. It was just no way back from this. Oh, did, you see, did you watch the reunion I did, yeah, yeah, yeah I do it did seem yeah. like the two of them were horror imagine watching that back yeah. imagine the worst yeah. fight you've ever had with somebody being filmed and then watching oh it back that it must but be I've never had horrible. like you know stand up screaming drinks flying rows with anybody yeah. so I, do, I was watching it going <gasps> it's like I don't care how media savvy you think you are mm. there's something about people who will go for a show like that where they they haven't considered yeah. the ramifications yeah, definitely. I saw something today and <laughs> looking up some stuff about the show that he the Carlton guy has decided he is done with the press he doesn't want to talk to them oh, ever right. again he okay. wants to go back to his life he mm. doesn't want he's not chasing uh, this. but that's the thing they don't realise how this is going to how long last this lingers yeah, do you know what I mean that's it's the thing like, like this was filmed in 2018 so yeah. they probably thought like they would have had to get over the experience and yeah. then for it to be on TV yeah, yeah, yeah. and their families and everything watching sure, it and yeah, then get yeah. over that I, I don't understand why anybody would go for any of these shows, yeah. sort of shows I mean, this I one guess, or Love Island or anything like that I guess there's always the it was like Big Brother contestants when it originally started in England where they had this window to make a lot of money very quickly mm-hmm. in everything from interviews to nightclub appearances, everything, cash in, DVDs for Keep Fit or whatever. But but the window is so narrow 
but they can make a lot of money and mm. almost set themselves up for the rest of their lives pretty yeah. much. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Uh, Some of them went on to be presenters. Yeah, and... of course, you know. But even even though the the worst case scenario probably put, got themselves a house out of it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand, you know, people seeing this as some shortcut to um you know, money and fame, but there's nothing to back it up. What what are you gonna do where, yeah. where everyone knows you know what are you gonna do? You I know? know, it's crazy. I felt very sorry for Jessica actually, because apparently she got <clears throat> I didn't see it, but apparently she got a lot of abuse online. Yeah. So Jessica was a woman, she's thirty four and she kind of matched with this uh twenty four year old. His yeah. name was Mark and he was a lovely, yeah, lovely little fella. And uh, his whole thing when he was going a lovely in, little <laughs> fella. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Everybody like wants a, to be like called that. Um he's a <clears throat> really, really uh, attractive guy, but he was mm. saying that he, he sometimes had problems uh, getting women to date him because he was short, quite he short. Was, he, he, seemed, he seemed average. I would say I'd he was say probably average. I say he was a tiny bit height. below average. I would say maybe right, an okay. inch or two, just enough for it to be noticeable. Get the below impression average, though a lot yeah. of American guys are quite tall, so probably average. Yeah, height over there seems to be small compared to some of yeah. those. Like a lot of everybody else in the show seemed to be quite tall, were, and maybe he just seemed even smaller as a result. Yeah, yeah, but he. Uh, he was too intense at 24. Oh, I know, but should they all know? were? Well, intense. look at Cameron. Yes, he was another contestant who... Scientist. He was crying a lot. Yeah, he you did. Know, he cried a lot. Just the slightest and nice it, thing that happened to yeah. him. He was, <laughs> it, also seemed, kind of, yeah, it also seemed like he was very badly burnt in his last relationship and oh, then yeah, was yeah, bringing yeah. it into this one. But you see, because at first I kind of thought, oh, this guy seems really nice and really genuine. Then when I was watching them yeah. after they got outside the pods and she accepted his proposal and they got outside the pods and he wouldn't let go of her. I noticed yeah, that. He, he was, was always yeah, touching her. Like, and that would get know, annoying after a while. Yeah, like, like the he constant she was, touching. It was like he thought she was going to bolt at any yeah, moment. Yeah, which, you know, there was always <laughs> the chance she her. was going to. <laughs> he, he struck me as very intense. Like, intense, definitely. And, you know, a bit sleeping with the enemy. Not that he would right. be abusive, right. but he'd want those towels lined up just right, right you yeah. know, and he would want, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's a right way and a wrong way, you know. Yeah, I definitely uh, got that impression. And uh, it was funny, on the reunion, this isn't really spoiling anything, but just on the reunion show, um, you know the way two some of the presenters asked, did anybody really um you know grab your attention when you came out or anyone totally different yeah. to what you expected? And two of the guys said, oh yeah, Lauren because that who was the woman who he, he was engaged to, uh because we were talking a lot of the time and then you see her and she's so gorgeous and whatever yeah, yeah. else. So those kind of two guys sort of giving her compliments yeah. and she was like, oh wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And I noticed he kind of like crowned yeah, her. I was stroking her arm. Yeah, but with Jessica, I was just saying about Jessica. I felt quite bad for her because it really seems like she probably had some type of drinking problem at the time. And she's kind me. of come yeah, out and yeah. said that now as well. Very and to have to, drunk, yeah, yeah, very, very messy. That kind of thing where you're watching back on, oh, stop, stop, yeah. stop talking. And then obviously there was the infamous scene when she gave red wine to her dog as well. Well, she had a glass of red wine that the dog was kind of <laughs> lapping away at. And she just kind of goes, he loves wine. <laughs> yeah. and he just kind of, she was yeah. quite drunk at the time. It just and, and they were having this really serious yeah. conversation, and then uh, and uh, just in the middle of this conversation, she just started get, yeah. while Mark, the guy she was talking to, yeah, was talking, just gave her a glass of wine to her dog. Yeah, but then did she drink out of the glass afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kept, she that's kept the on thing drinking that freaked me yeah. out more than anything else. You know? But apparently, she again she got a lot of abuse over that. So for her, I don't know. I feel like she's probably been affected by it more than some she, of the other ones. She was very intense insofar as she. We were talking about the. Barnett character Matthew mm-hmm. Barnett as his yeah. full name is but everyone called him Barnett 
it seemed like a lot of women really liked him. He was a very yeah. handsome guy, very typical frat house yeah, looking really looked guy. Yeah, really like frat guy, yeah. Um, but he had had about four women that he was debating whether to propose to, which mm. just shows you the sham of the whole thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, I have to close my laptop because the battery's about to go on. I need it for a second. Okay. But he, uh, so he... He had had relationships or seemed like very promising relationships with, what was the girl he went on to? Amber. Amber. Ex-tank mechanic, Ex-tank 26. Ex-tank mechanic. You know, what Amber. stops you being a tank mechanic at 26? <laughs> yeah. You know, Clearly an exploding tank that you didn't fix properly. Her, there's another girl called Elsie. Elsie. Yeah. Elsie. Uh, <laughs> Elsie. Elsie. She didn't want it to sound like a granny name, so she put the initials on it. Um <laughs> Elsie and then there was the and Jessica, then there was Jessica. Girl. Yeah, yeah, and he seemed like he was about to propose. It could have been either one of them. Yeah, and, and for a long time, and he kept telling Jessica that she was top of oh, his yeah, list absolutely. constantly. And they stormed out on him, you know, mm. and, and uh, but she still had feelings. And then when she had a moment where she she said it to him afterwards, you know, just to be clear, just all cards on the table. You know, it's still there's still something there yeah, between us, and, and he said there wasn't. Yeah, and then she was back talking to the camera as if, where did he get that idea from? I, I know, I'm so embarrassed that he had this idea that I liked him. Well, you told him. Yeah, you liked him. I know. Well, she probably yeah. didn't remember because she was very. But she'd also before that she'd been telling the ca- talking to the to the camera and the, the, the directors, I guess about her plan to go and say yeah, this. No, so it's like those, she completely forgot it This happened, is one thing you know? I noticed about the show, right? Those interviews that yeah. they did where it's kind of off camera and yeah. it's obviously, I would imagine, I was thinking about it afterwards, I was thinking, when did they record those interviews where they're talking to the camera and they're yeah. they're talking about their whole experience but they yeah, say yeah. it all in the present tense. Yes. As in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my God, <laughs> how, how can he do this? And I was thinking to myself, God, they must have a really good memory because I'm assuming yeah, yeah. they asked them to talk because they're wearing the same clothes the, the whole time. But you time. know what I think it was? It's like in, uh, um, you know these shows where I remember the 80s and stuff mm-hmm. like that people are talking with amazing recall Clarity. about these things that there happened 40 years ago. No, oh, maybe they're just they showing watch... the, the clip directly before it right. and saying, okay, that remember makes... this bit? <laughs> oh, I remember that. Like it was just a few minutes ago. You know? <laughs> like I just saw it yeah, a few like minutes ago. That it. makes way more sense. Yeah. In my head I was thinking, yeah, I can't I even remember first, how I, I felt remember. last week yeah, about yeah. something. How could exactly. they remember about something that happened a couple of weeks ago? But it was, uh, so it was, it was getting worse and worse and the relationships were fraying oh, as they kind of spent more time with each other and to the point where the what was the guy you just mentioned the kind of clingy guy Cameron Cameron and his Lauren. partner Lauren Lauren is talking to her friends oh yeah and uh, they're asking her what's the difference between because she's African American and he's just you know commoner garden white guy <laughs> you know bearded white guy and uh, and uh in in, a, in an effort to explain what was the difference between the two of them, she popped a very skinny French fry into her mouth, and they oh, all did, laughed. Oh, I didn't remember. See, I don't think I still think it wasn't as bad as you think it was because they said, "What's the difference?" and she said, "Oh, well, there's only one difference or something." Yeah. And then I can't remember what she said. She didn't the, say it. She just popped a oh, very but, but skinny chip did, into her mouth. But then she did say <laughs> something along the lines of, "Oh, you know, for a white guy, yeah. he's not too bad." So like, what I That's was saying to Will was. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was the guy, I'd be like, hey, I must be up there with the white Not guys. Not too bad. But, like, as in, like, for a white I think she guy. Was just, I think she was just, she knew how mean it was on camera, and she was just, right. knowing he 
she'd eventually see this. Well, God, I wonder how she reacted to that. She was yeah. furiously backpedaling <laughs> at that moment, you know. <laughs> she put the, I yeah. didn't notice the skinny chips, all right. Yeah, Definitely yeah, not. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it was there. But the other, the mad thing, though, as well, is just that some of them, like 24, they're so young. And they're oh, just like mad yeah. to get married. But then I do think, like, I have American cousins, and I know it's the same in Ireland as well. It does seem like it is slightly different in America in that there seems to be more of a pressure to settle down and get mm. married in, in some places. It depends, obviously, where you're living. But also the dating country, culture but. of, you know, you know, you can be dating lots of people and it can be quite open. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Uh, see, it does seem to be different. And then, right. So that you have to kind of cut that out mm. and then start your relationship. Yeah. And then move on. So there seems to be an extra stage to kind of get through. Yeah, that we yeah, done, th- that's true. You know? yeah. Although I'd say it's, it's, it's definitely become more and more common here because I was getting my hair cut the other day. And the guy in the next chair was talking to the to the barber about Tinder. Right. And he was going, uh, he's talking about this girl he'd met on Tinder. And he was going, uh, oh, she had a cracking body, but the head, you know, the head was. <laughs> and I was looking at him and I was going, look at you. You don't have either of those things. I know. You were just some kind of, like there's a broken jar in a lab somewhere well, with your name on it where you escaped. Another you know, controversial statement. You know? I think some Irish men are extremely high. Stan- well, as in like sure their standards is. are too high. Compared to themselves. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever watch Be First Dates or whatever that thing uh, is? Um, I've on, seen it before. I've, I've yeah, seen yeah. the English one. I've yeah, seen the yeah. Irish one, and it's mainly from kind of hearing people say. But I've also seen some of it, and they say with the, on the Irish show, a lot of the time the girls will yeah. be so nice and so funny yeah, and really yeah, yeah. pretty, and it looks like they're getting on so well. Yeah. And if it was the English show, they'd be like, if it looks like they're getting on very well, a lot of the time the yeah. guys will be like, yeah, I'd love to see her yeah. again. But the Irish show is like they're having the crack. It really yeah. seems like they've this chemistry, yeah. and then he's like. Nah, it's just not for me. <laughs> Why? Go, you got you. on well. Look Here she you. looks amazing. What be... is the problem? Oh my god. So, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing the, the the disconnect between what what they look like <laughs> and what they're criticizing someone else for looking like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, so would you do you think you're gonna watch season two? Because um, there definitely will I, be a season I'll, two. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. It's one of those things where it's 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 a slightly unique concept. We haven't quite seen this one before. Yeah, yeah. It's not that different from stuff you've seen in the past, but it was different enough to kind of just see to want to see how it all played out. Yeah, I they'd have to do something. I don't. I don't think I'd watch it. If it was just more of the same. Yeah, I think with this yeah, type I of thing, I've obviously, got, got everything. I need the to novelty of, of the yeah, premise yeah, was a big yeah, reason to watch yeah, it, just, and to see their reactions. I really wanted yeah. to see their reactions when they unveiled each other. Which, yeah, as you said, it would have been funny if they. Well, if they put in a few, <laughs> let's call them less obvious, uh, obviously appealing Symmetrical people. Symmetrical people. Yeah, yeah, yeah less yeah. perfect people in there, <laughs> just to see. You know, because if love really is blind. Well, because you know, they kept you can't on saying, you know, love is blind. Love yeah. is blind. It's like, yeah, but you're both but really attractive. But you can't really test so, the premise if, yeah. you know, if you're if, if the whole premise is you're going to fall in love with these people based on their personalities, and then the looks aspect of it won't won't matter so much. Mm. But when the looks aspect is there, yeah, largely speaking, that's, just on a superficial level. But that said, you could tell that Kelly and Kenny couple who seem to be the most stable of the lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Slash boring. Yeah. But they, they had the least chemistry, certainly from yeah. her end. She had, that, that, she had yeah, zero it chemistry. It seemed like that already. And he looked yeah. like, as we as I described him to you, as a, an Aldi um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I really know? thought he looked it's like, like a Bradley him, Cooper. Yeah. You know, Aldi came out with her own Bradley Cooper. This is what it would look like. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think if there's a second season, they'd almost they'd want to do something slightly different. Actually, yeah, final thing I'll say about this, um, just in defense of Jessica, poor Jessica again, the drinking right. problem again, yeah, yeah. is I actually think she was probably 
probably the most honest out of all she of them. Was. I know, Absolutely and like I, I think she, apparently yeah, yeah. she got a lot of abuse online for the way she treated Mark, whatever else. In fairness to her, she was honest with him oh, from the absolutely. start. She thought she really liked him yeah. and made a connection with him in the pods. She was drinking a lot yeah, in the pods yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. And then she came outside and then she said at the end, yeah, is love blind? Yeah, like people try to pretend that looks don't mean anything, but like they do yeah, to me. And like they do. And it doesn't mean yeah. that they have to be the, I mean, but they have, have to be attractive to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there has to be something And that guy there. overlooked every sign that was sent his way yeah. that she wasn't interested In he did not care if she, he just wanted her to be interested yeah. he didn't really care why she wasn't and it didn't you know? really I know they said like we're basically the same person it really no, didn't seem like they had at much all. in common at all now maybe I'm sure they obviously cut out chunks of it but maybe. I'm thinking well, yeah. I cannot see these two lasting in 20 no, years time not. Definitely but uh, I can't see any of them lasting to be honest well with yeah you. well anyway. apparently Kyle Cameron and Lauren are, are doing swimmingly at the moment really yeah <laughs> she's being tied up in the basement <laughs> so would you recommend so, it I would definitely recommend it yeah, yeah. well uh, my, I'd be quite embarrassed to recommend it but at the same time you'll it's know good. in the first episode whether yeah. you're going to stick that's with it that's the thing it's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not a kind of oh give it three or four yeah. you'll, you'll know, yeah. you know I, I think compared to other ten. reality shows out there yeah. it is a little bit different yeah, the characters are quite interesting so I think it's definitely worth a watch anyway they do genuinely have these quite raw moments in it that are, yeah. you know, I don't want to use the word entertaining, but they they certainly keep you keep you watching. Well, mm-hmm. can't be watching anyway. All yeah. through my hot shame. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, currently on Netflix. That is currently on Netflix. Okay. So Uncle Gems is a 2019 American crime film directed by the Safdie brothers Josh and Benny tells the story of Howard Ratner, played by Adam Sandler, who is a Jewish jeweller in New York's Diamond District. Ratner has purchased a rare and unusual gem to pay off his mounting gambling debts, and through a series of unfortunate events, Ratner has become separated from the gem and faces increasing obstacles to retrieving it in time to appease those he owes money to. Where are you going? Late night event. Yeah, okay, sure. I want to talk to you. Just sit down and... We don't have to do it here. I made a crazy risk to gamble, and it's about to pay off. Howard, where's the money right now? You said I got till Monday. Today is still Monday. Is it too late? I'm begging you, just give me another shot. Are you serious right now? Who's the girl living in your apartment? What'd you say? You like the way things are going now? Get the kids out of the house. You like to win, right? This is no different than that. Black Joe Howard. This is me. This is how I win. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. I had I had seen this listed. And to be honest, Adam Sandler puts me off mm. most things he's yeah. in, to be honest. And, and that's probably very unfair. But he made a, such a string of terrible Netflix movies. Unbelievably bad. There's one called... Um, the one with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, what was that called? Something Aboard or Overboard um, or Ships. I just want to get that title. <laughs> Something about both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was like... They just went with the working title and didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't come up with anything. I'm uh, all aboard, but I don't think it's as bad as that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I have to find this one. It's so terrible. But anyway, he was he had um he's had this string of 
I would say almost unwatchable movies. Mm. Oh yeah, then I didn't watch any of them. I just saw the and they all have the same poster. Have you yeah. noticed it? So him with the woman. Sometimes they're like this. They have their arms folded yeah, yeah. from them, looking at them. The other yeah. one like, <laughs> well, yeah. we'll it's see called about Murder that. Mystery. Oh right, that's yes, what the film yeah. is called. Isn't there another film that he's in with her? Something to do with Oh yeah, just the do over <laughs> or something like that, or some terrible thing. Do over. Yeah, it's always the something. Yeah, or two yeah. words usually, and yeah. all of the posters look exactly the, the same. Backflip. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just terrible but so it's just it just seemed like he was it seemed like it, they were coming out so fast mm. I can't, how are you Why getting time, time to make, to make them these? or like just, learn off the lines yeah, or anything it's just it's like he's putting a like it's like some script writing bot he just puts in a bunch of character names <laughs> yeah. types in murder mystery and a script pops out and he just makes it it's, does he yeah. does he actually make these films though the, uh, like I, I think they're like via that. his production company or oh, something like okay, the Netflix one right. the deal was with him to make a bunch of films oh okay I think he had like he's a huge deal to make like know half a dozen films or whatever it that's is that's mad that's kind of like yeah. back in the old days with the studios yeah they like have a contracts studio contract, stars yeah. and they'd have but it was just all these crazy I guess they know he's a draw so they, they just yeah. lock him in and yeah, his pe- films are cheap I yeah people obviously too. really like him did you see funny people yeah he was good in that mm. uh, I suppose he was probably it seemed like I liked I quite liked that but it sort of really seemed like he was playing himself yeah. in that but so. like having seen him in Punch Drunk Love and he's brilliant I've never seen that yeah I've heard he's very good um, and the wedding singer, I do think oh, he's yeah, very good. Though. I think that's probably one of his better yeah, films. Absolutely. And um, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, and stuff like that. the one with the, the crocodile as well isn't too bad. The, one with the, crocodile. the water boy. <laughs> They had a crocodile <laughs> in it. <laughs> There's definitely a crocodile in there. With the yeah. He's not too bad in that. Like yeah. that. Then it started to get a bit silly then after that. Yeah. But the, the wedding singer. <laughs> after the crocodile movie, things started Once to get a bit silly. the crocodile give it? It was like that <laughs> okay, come on now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that when you, so you, it's, it's, I'd heard people talking about Uncle James and I didn't, yeah. I didn't even, I don't think I even knew that Adam Sandler was in it because it just didn't sound like a film that Adam yeah. Sandler would be I know in. Our friend Nikki had recommended um, his previous film, which I think was called High Life or oh, No right. Good Life. Good oh, life, okay, good yeah. Jeez, I should look that up. Mm. Anyway, it's Robert Pattinson basically playing a, oh, a yes. bumbling bank robber trying to help his that. brother who gets locked up after a failed bank robbery that they were both in on. And Adam and it Sandler's was, in it. No, no, uh, it was just the, the same directors. Oh, okay, right. So, and, and Nikki had raved about it, said it was great, and I watched it after Uncut Gems, and it's really good. Okay, really I've heard people talking about that uh, film, so I must I think it's on Netflix it. too. It was very right. good. But, um, but yeah, so I said I'd give it away. Everybody was raving about mm. it, and I, I think it had got it in a cinema release Yeah, it did, yeah, quite a short one. Yeah, yeah. because uh, John, who we work with at CNN, he thought it was great. And John's usually a very reliable source mm. of, you know... Film you know. watching. Yeah, Film so then I thought I'd give it a, a watch. And, uh, and you know, I'm not going to bury the lead on us to say, I, I really liked it. I thought it, yeah. was, I thought it was very strong as a film. And I thought it, what I really liked about it was this really... had this really strong impending sense of dread yeah. all the way through it. I think they're just going to get worse and worse and then it would be over. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I didn't, I never... I never got the sense that there was going to be a happy ending for anybody in the film because mm. uh, it was just a series of of disastrous moments where just where they were getting a little ahead, things would go wrong and they'd be worse off than they were two minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so it's his struggle to re- re- to re- uh, regain a, a black Ethiopian opal. Uh, yeah, that had been Ethiopian, taken out of a just dreadful Ethiopian mine, mm. like a blood opal. Like a blood I guess, right? yeah. It's like a blood, yeah, yeah. blood opal. So it's it's basically this uh, rock that has, and it looks pretty grim looking. Mm. It's like a it doesn't look nice, but it, looks it has quite these cheap actually. Yeah, but it has these facets that are 
it has these shiny sides to it mm. where it's been chipped away and you can look through it and there's another one on the other yeah. side so you can see almost like this universe within mm. uh-huh. within the opal and uh, so what happens is uh, a famous footballer come football player comes in yeah. to his um, basketball player basketball player excuse me comes into his shop <laughs> one of those sports <laughs> well you don't actually see the sport do you oh, you do, do actually later you on do. but he um, <laughs> this is being racist is it what is he a footballer basketball one of those <laughs> but he uh, so he he basically sees this rock and he thinks it's got somehow it's got magical powers or it's mm, going to bring him good luck yeah. so he borrows it for a game and in return gives him his championship yeah. ring, ring. Yeah. Uh, which he promptly uses to shore up another bet that he has mm. somewhere else so it's paying off just. one per and it's just this house of cards that comes tumbling mm-hmm. down on them later on but I thought uh, I thought everyone in it was fantastic Adam Sandler was great uh, I just thought it played out so well I don't normally like films that are grim and just mm. get grimmer and then end but it was so engaging and so well paced that it was really just felt almost in real time didn't it it didn't yeah. feel like oh it really did yeah. like I, I think I really liked it as well but I, I, did, I, I really liked it as well but I'm not sure if I would watch it again but no. I, that's a very personal thing in that yeah I felt that sense of it constant anxiousness the whole way through because he just keeps doing the wrong thing over and over as well it's the right thing in a way in that it's working for him up to a certain point but he just keeps making these decisions where you're like what are you doing you you have this now just you know run or whatever but so I I'm not mad about films like that where I feel like I'm constantly on the edge of my seat I don't mind if it's a little bit but this sort of seemed to be kind of a conscious constant anxiousness but no I think in terms of Adam Sandler I thought was great in it I thought everybody was really good in it and it was really 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 well made in terms of that they were able to keep that tension the whole way through but by the time I saw it I'd heard so many people talking about it and I'd yeah. heard so many people saying that they thought it was the best film of the year and all this sort of stuff. Of so yeah, yeah. it was probably a little bit overhyped for me, but I also think, I just think I'm not massively interested in that genre of film right. or that. But I yeah, do, yeah. like I'd watch it easily and say, yeah. oh yeah, that was good. But I'll kind of tend to forget about it quite quickly yeah. after that. Then. I think the anxiety, like I said, is the thing that kind of makes it such a good experience but you'll never replicate that level of anxiety watching it again because yeah. you know where it's well, all see, going. That's, so you know, I wonder if I watch it again, I kind of think, well, I know what's going to happen yeah, now. And exactly, I, yeah. Well, yeah. one thing I did really like about it, it's it's quite. A, it really reminded me. I really had a seventies feel to it. I thought yes, it really reminded me did. of a film yeah, from seventies. Yeah. yeah, like you're saying, it's almost like in real time, which I do like yeah. films like that because I always think, how did they do that? Because obviously yeah. they're created over months and months, and I think that's amazing when they're films that are able yeah. to to do that. But they said, but also, did you notice the the use of sound and noise mm. in it was ma- was, was, was was great actually but there's yeah. kind of constant noise yes, in it there yeah, was always yeah. something going on whether it was people talking yeah. or whether it was music in the background in, as in in the in the shop itself or whatever or you know out in the streets it was it's in New York isn't yeah, it? it's in, absolutely, uh, yeah the diamond district yeah York, yeah. yeah so it's all so busy and everything else but every so often this crazy music <laughs> would come in yeah, that, like it sounded really good yeah. but it was it was a bit mental and it yeah. really it reminded me of films from the 70s yes. where you're watching something and then this mad yeah. piece of music comes in but I, it really worked though I yeah kind of it really that. added to that discomfort sort of like, and claustrophobia I don't understand it's quite jarring but yeah, uh, but yeah. it works at the same time but I, I read an article and, I, and they, they described it like this and I thought that's exactly how I felt right. when, I, when I was watching it it's like being locked in a small room crammed with too many people all of whom are angrily shouting and some of whom are chucking sorry some of whom are I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> some of whom are, are, I can't read that. Yeah, that is some of the experience. Sorry, some of whom are angrily fighting and some of whom are chucking lit fireworks at your head. Oh, that okay. was it. 
I, like, oh, I, I wrote this. I scribbled Some this down. I can't read that. <laughs> I couldn't read it. But, uh, yeah. but I did. I really did. Yeah. I did think it was good. Um, every and you know anything I read about it afterwards because I tend now not to read anything about yeah, films beforehand. I think we've said way, this yeah. before because they just give away everything. Oh, Trailers God, give yeah, away yeah. everything. So I'll tend to read articles and reviews yeah. after I watch a film because I like to think. I wonder That's did anyone right. else yeah, feel the too. same yeah. about it as me? I think I'm. I kind of. I'm just watching enough to see if I want to see this film once I yeah. make that decision then I'm not really looking for anything else until yeah. I've seen it but everybody yeah. described Adam Sandler's performance as a career best performance I did think he was good but I do think probably somebody else could have played it and it would have been just as good oh yeah I, I didn't did. really get the sense that this had to be he was very good I don't take anything away from him but I didn't really get the sense it wasn't that his like I don't think it's it, not he's exactly, the only person who could have yeah, played it's it it's not you exactly know? Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood or yeah, anything like that yeah. he was very good he mm. was as good he did it as well as anyone easy. could have done it yeah. but, and then you know a career best for him no offence but you know he hasn't yeah, really the bar is quite he really hasn't challenged himself as an actor in quite a while you know? yeah, yeah but when he does he always rises to it he's very good yeah, see, I he, think he is the it, I you know? think he's the ability to be really really good I Absolutely. don't think it's a thing of he's just I don't even know if it's a thing of he's just lazy I think he's just offered huge amounts of money to do yeah, yeah. ridiculously bad films so yeah. he's kind of like yeah why not like but maybe again, in a way you kind of go well why bother you've got yeah you've got m- enough money to say now. just you know, just spend a bit more money on the script. I know, you yeah. Know? Just, yeah, you, know? you would imagine when you've gotten to that stage where money, obviously, I'm assuming, is not an issue anymore. Oh, you I have this track record. Is, you yeah. know people are going to come and watch it. Why not just get, spend yeah. that time? Just do one or two films a year and make them really, really yeah. good. Because you have the time to go yeah, and look for the, people the who are going to make good stuff. the problem at the moment. Maybe he, it'd be interesting to see now, though, will he? Will yeah. he, you know, after this, because he's gotten such rave reviews about yeah. this, maybe he will actually yeah. start doing kind I would of more hope decent so. stuff. Yeah, I think he, he seems to be genuinely, you know, uh, appreciative of the success and, and the, uh, the the critical acclaim that's come his mm. way. So hopefully it will kind of push him to do more, I think, not necessarily more dramatic work, but certainly just to raise the bar as yeah. to what, what he puts out there. Because... You know, it's not it's not very good for Brand Sandler to be putting out, no. um, you know, average comedy after average yeah. comedy. And even the know. name now, Adam, Adam Sandler, you associate yeah, it, or one associates kind of a, it with like, oh God, terrible coin, comedy. Coin yeah. toss on this also, one. Also, I'm yeah. going to say one thing. Jennifer Aniston want to be careful because she's going down that way yeah. as well. Like, and she is another person who's a good she's, actor. She's, a great she's really good. And she's very and she's good at comedy. Good, dramatic yeah. as well. But at least she's not muddying the water with quantity. Yeah, you know, the I quality suppose, is not yeah. great, yeah. but she's always good in them. Like it, 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 I'm trying to think of what she was in recently. Meet the Millers or Weird the Millers or something. Oh, like that. that I just hated. It. I, I, so I just I only watched it, some of it even, yeah. and then I thought, I can't watch this. Is ridiculous. This is insulting to There's, watch. There this. is some it's funny so bits. So I'll, I'll watch worse than that. No problem. <laughs> right? Anyway, we're like recommending. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're recommending another Netflix pick of Uncut Gems. of challenging each other with music we were not familiar with mm-hmm. uh, I asked um, Lorraine to listen to the album um, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts by Brian Eno and David Byrne which was released in 1981 and uh, let me go to my pre-prepared blurb mm-hmm. uh, Eno and Byrne recorded it before they worked on Talking Heads Remain in Light record in 1980 but clearing all of the album samples delayed its release significantly 
The album's a mix of sampled vocals, found sounds, African and Middle Eastern rhythms and electronic music. Uh, the album's revolutionary approach led to Pitchfork uh, calling it the 21st best album of the 80s. And will an album that is older than Lorraine by a significant amount make a connection with her? Thanks for that. I, uh, <laughs> I forget. Five yeah. years. Five years older than me. Is it? I yep. thought it was more. Five, no. You're so young. I always <laughs> think of you so young. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> you didn't need to get that away. People are counting on a oh, figure, yeah. figure in your age. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I know. I really liked it because uh, yeah, after the last um, belly button, jelly button. Yeah. <laughs> jelly button. <laughs> belly button by jelly button. Go the jellyfish. by jellyfish. Belly button by jellyfish. It's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't I wasn't sure. But although when I heard Brian Eno, that mm. I, I, then I was like, oh, I think I'm probably yeah. quite like this. But at the same time, I, I you know, I, I didn't really know. I, that I w- listened to it before I knew when it was released. Okay. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It kind of seems like, like there's a couple of thoughts I had about it. It sort of seems like it was quite ahead of its time in that mm. I, I, when I heard that it was 1981, I was yeah, quite surprised because yeah. to me it sounds like it's more like a mid to late 80s or something yeah, like yeah. that in terms of the, the samples that are used yeah. and the, although I haven't said that there's actually since then kind of listened to music that I thought oh I wonder where they influenced by this and that yeah. was arranged you know, in the 60s and 70s so there's right. a, probably a whole collective of music out there you know well, using samples that I'm just yeah. not used to like there's know? been other people who have done it before but Eno himself said that he's, he put the samples as if they were the lead vocal right so yeah, people would yeah. bury this stuff like textures and little moments in more traditional mm. setups but so it's it's basically uh, for those who don't know the record, I'd, I'd recommend listening to it. But it's uh, there's like radio talk show recordings in there. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. a recording of an exorcism on one of the tracks that oh, was recorded in New York. I oh think right, it's, uh, which one is that? I think you it's know? called. Uh, is there a song called Jezebel on it? Or yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jezebel Spirit or something oh, okay, like that. Oh, let's listen to that again. Or yeah. Mia Culpa. One of those. Yeah, um, me But there's oh, a Copa. it's not Mia Copa because no, that's it's my favorite. Jezebel Spirit, then. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but it was an exorcism in New York in 1980. Right, okay. Which you don't think of exorcisms happening in big cities. Yeah. You kind of, um, but it's uh, so it's it's all of these field recordings that they access to and found sounds and kind of pre-existing rhythms, and then they bring it all together. Mm. And, and but I don't think anyone had done anything quite like it before, and mm. I think it's been hugely influential. Yeah, it seems uh, like that. Like the, I thought as well. And again, maybe that's just because I'm listening to it now. But for mm. me, it was very, it seemed very, very visual in that I could yeah, really yeah. imagine it behind, say, some sort of a documentary like 
Koyan Skatsky or mm. um, Samsara or something yeah, like that. Fog uh, of War, even. I yeah, can where it's kind there. of like these, yeah. and especially the very the very first track. What's I can't remember the name of the very first track, but. Um, uh, these kind of every so often, you know, there's there's a obviously the the main beat and the rhythm, but then they have these kind of like, like yeah. you know, kind of zany sounds that sort of pop up every so often. Yeah, there's often. a lot of springs and yeah, kind of springs weird and things, things like that. And, and I could just for some reason with that track, for example, I could really visualize some sort of industrial thing or like an yeah. engine or something like that. Absolutely. So I thought it was quite visual. It would work really really well behind images, yeah. but um, or played against images like that. But um. I would imagine that it's influenced a lot of artists. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I thought when I was listening to it, especially with Mea Culpa, which was my favourite track, mm. I would imagine it really reminded me of the Chili Peppers, just the bass in terms what? of that. I think that they were probably, I, I would imagine Flea, the bass player from the Chili Peppers, was probably highly influenced by it. And that if you listen to the bass in that, okay. and if you listen, I'm not yeah, saying it does have a slap bass. That kind of slap bass thing in that. And but not I, the horrible but, slap bass. But, but even just the, there's kind of a, it kind of goes, I don't know, yeah, whatever I know way it goes yeah, down. And I, I think that they were probably influenced by it. I, other people that I know think that it sounds very like David Bowie. That particular track sounds very like David Bowie yeah, from kind of Station to Station, the Thin White Duke era. Yes, yeah. And then obviously David Bowie worked with Brian Eno oh, then yeah, after that then with the Berlin Trilogy. But it, it definitely seems like there's kind of a Berlin mixture. Berlin Trilogy was before. Oh, it was before. The 70s. Yeah, pretty oh, sure it was. Yeah. Okay, right, right. Oh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Let me just check. I'm not sure. Uh, that other track was America was is Waiting. Right, the, which one? America is Waiting. Yes, that's the very, yeah, the that's the track. one, the very first one. Um, yeah, I, I thought the low stuff, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, low was 77. And so was Heroes and Lodger was 79. They're the, they're the Berlin ones. But they were oh, right. Okay. They were the very... Right, around and the I'd same say, time. And I'd say, you're so. absolutely right. I think the Bowie stuff did influence... Mm, uh, it kind of does. Because he did... Uh, wasn't um, wasn't low, kind of half-instrumental. It was very stark synthesizer instrumentals and stuff like that. You know, not very... Not as melodic as Bowie stuff usually is. So I can see how... Eno took that mm. that step further with all the samples. Yeah, yeah. but there's a. Have you ever heard of? And I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong now. Uh, Fila Kuti. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. It, it, we were wondering when we were listening to. It, we were thinking. I wonder was it Brian Eno and um, David Brown influenced by him? Oh, so I'd he's say a Nigerian so. yeah, um, multi instrumentalist so. and yes. musician. <laughs> but there's one song in particular called Zombie, right, and it's okay. quite you know if you go if you go a couple of minutes in the drums yeah. and the and the guitar and it right. sound very very similar. Oh, so okay. it does seem like it was very influenced by kind of yeah. a African. Sorry, it seems yes, to have an African vibe that a- Afro yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, genre yeah. as yes. it's called. But, <laughs> the kids uh, call it. Yeah, but no, I really liked it. Like it's funny. I did really like it. See, this is what's unusual. So it's funny for me mm. as it that. So you really like that album, obviously. Would that be up there with one of your? No, it's not. But I, I, it's I love it. I really like it, and I, I, I heard it when I was about nineteen, twenty, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it had been out a good few years before, uh, before I'd heard it. Been like a ten years maybe before I'd heard it. But it was uh, my friend Phil played it for me, and he was. Uh, we're big Talking Heads fans, right? And stuff yeah, like that, you know, and I'm not sure actually. Yeah, they had had one album out, I think, at that point, or maybe two. But um, oh, sorry. By the time I'd heard it, I knew a lot of Talking Heads because they had okay. quite a few albums out at yeah. that point. Uh, so I liked that. Uh, David Byrne was my way into it, I'd, and I loved mm-hmm. Roxy Music as a kid, but I never really oh, right, associated yeah. Brian Eno with it. It was always uh, Brian Ferry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't really know that much about Brian Eno. Uh, 
But although around that time he was producing U2 and stuff mm, like oh, that. Okay. He did yeah. the Unforgettable That's what Fire I would have, yeah, like yeah. That, yeah. You know? Would have kind of associated with And he, he, had, he had gotten that reputation that, say, somebody like uh, Rick Rubin has now where they're... He's a he's a producer that is going to totally revamp what yeah. you do. So he did the uh, the acting baby record mm-hmm. for you yeah. two and stuff like that. And totally changed okay. what they were doing. Yeah. So I was interested in him, but I didn't know that much of his stuff. I knew the production work that he had done, mm-hmm. and um, the I was big fan of of David Byrne and Talking Heads. And I really loved it. It was the first. I hadn't really heard anything like it before that. Mm. You know, I mean, I guess if you're coming to it now, and you've you've it's been an influence in the world for the past nearly 40 years. So you probably are able to point to a lot of things and go, oh, it reminds me of this. At the time... Oh yeah, I, I would imagine. Point yeah, to anything and go, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'd imagine you know, that it was. Yeah, that, it does. It feels to me in, like it was quite ahead of its time. Yeah, and it's historical kind of place. It's it's not one of those albums that most people know. Mm. They've probably heard it used in lots of things. Yeah, but it's you know, it's it's like one of those. Um, it's like the comedian's comedian. It's the the musos record in a way. Oh, okay, Do you know what I mean? Right. People who, who yeah. know their, uh, know who are into record. it, you know, would would have heard this. So if I'm stuck talking to musicians one night, if oh, I throw yeah. that in yeah, there, absolutely. they're going to think I'm cooler. Do you know than what I, I, I heard recently? My life in the bush. Yeah. Yeah. You heard that? Yeah, oh, let me tell you all about it. Yeah, and see the well. I'll send you my Wikipedia intro. But the thing is, though, because obviously there's a lot of samples used in that. Um, it's kind of very, it's quite heavy on that, but. Music mm. now, you wouldn't mm. be as big of a fan about sample-based um, music. No, it's not. See, I think with that, it is quite different. I know yeah, they use a lot of instruments do this, as this well. Kind of collage of... and what, and it doesn't really have like I love song structures and stuff like that, but it doesn't really have that in in lots of ways. Some mm. of them are more straightforward than others. Yeah, but, that's the thing because yeah. it doesn't have a lot of melody. It does. There's some. There's like maybe yeah, it's very, a bit of a one, but it's it's a bit all over the place. But I I would have thought you would have preferred you know yeah like structures and melodies. I do, and yeah, and, but then. And again, when when it's something that doesn't even try towards that kind of stuff, yeah, I, it's just I, I enjoy it as well, you know. Mm. Um, but I love the energy of it. I think yeah. it's what I kind of, you know, just the. Um, but it just, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of felt like yeah, this is kind of grown up music, mm. and I'm kind of getting it, you know, yeah. for the first time. Do you I know, know what you I mean? mean. Do you uh, do you know how it did at the time, like when it was released? Uh, it was critically, it, it did very well, but right. it, I don't think they ever sold a shed load of records. Okay, I don't know if right. Anything on that anyway. Yeah. But it's. Uh, but I would imagine it's one of those records that influenced a lot of people. Then after that, a lot yeah. of musicians that were. They did a, an outtakes record called Ghosts, which um, which was a lot of stuff left over or different versions of things that are on the album, and then they ex- they did an expanded version that brought the track count up to eighteen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if they sold a lot of them though. I don't think. Um, I think in its highest position anywhere, I think, was New Zealand. It got to number eight. Okay, and right. 29 in the UK album chart in 1981. And, uh, but, you know. In New Zealand? Yeah. That's random. They, they can't walk down the street in New Zealand, you know. Try myself. I've had several plays via Spotify <laughs> in New Zealand, and I don't know anyone. Oh, there. really? Yeah. Right. Okay. It's, it's a crowded house, and then there's what? Flight of Concords, and then yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so oh, yeah, so you, no, I I did I I really liked it, and I've listened to it a good few times since. Um, I would imagine that I I yeah, like it's kind of yeah, it's it's nice kind of getting kind of driving music. It's yeah, good to have on yeah, yeah when yeah. you're in the car if you're. I I don't know if I would kind of. Yeah, maybe sit down and listen to it, right, but I, okay, I, I yeah. probably don't. Do no, that it's 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 one of those records that I really like, uh, but I never listen to it. Mm. I listened to it at the time. I didn't over listen to it, so it's still if it comes on, 
right? If it pops up on random play or something like that, uh, it's still refreshing to me. Yeah, no, that's like true it. because that, yeah, it's one of like you say, you need an activity for that music to be accompanying in yeah, a way it's very cinematic so. almost yeah, so it's, yeah know, I think definitely it's I'd, not be, just a sit down with a cup of tea and a book yeah, music you know you want to hear someone being exercised yeah. you know? definitely I'm going to listen to so that's the Jezebel, Jezebel track I'm going to listen to that because yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't would you realise it because it's not that obvious right. I had read about it that that's what it was and then went back and got, I had to listen to it with that and with that fresh knowledge. Right. Mind. Okay. So it changes listen the experience quite a bit, you know. Okay, but yeah, uh, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Yeah. Listen to good. It. Do you have one for me to listen to, or are you going to have a think? I'll about have it? a think about good. it, and then I'll get back to you about that. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> The planning, it's just so it's just that precise. noise was the chair that yeah, I just sure, sure, yeah, just the record exactly the same. <laughs> so, we'll talk about Raimi. Do yes. we have a oh, yeah, right, yep. okay, very quickly. We'll talk about Raimi. So, Raimi is an American comedy drama web television series. <laughs> web <laughs> television, <laughs> what? What was I writing? <laughs> what was Wikipedia guy writing? <laughs> it's a series. It premiered uh, um, on 19th of April um, 2019 on Hulu. So uh, Remy is made by Remy Youssef, who also stars in it. He's also created by Ari Katchen and Ryan Welch. And it's a irreverent, highly personal Hulu series about a first-generation Muslim-American from an Egyptian family. It follows uh, Remy on his spiritual journey in his politically divided New Jersey neighbourhood explores the challenges of what it's like being caught between an Egyptian community that thinks life is a moral test and a generation that thinks life has no consequences. Rami, do you want to stay alone forever? Mom, you can't just walk up to a Muslim girl and like start spitting game or something. What, what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, can I get your father's number? Yes, why not? This Ramadan, I really want to do it the right way, man. It's been a weird year. And I feel like if I can just do this the right way, I can figure my shit out. I'm not going to look at porn, nothing. I just want to commit. No porn. This guy says no porn. It's going to be tough. No way. Impossible. I'm going out. Does anyone even care where Rami goes? You guys never ask him where he is. He just told me he's going out. That's what I just said. He literally gave you no information. Yeah, I'm going to go. Love you, Mom. Love you, Habibi. Well done, right. me. That was, uh, that was <laughs> nice work. Quite a... um, so, so uh, how many did you watch in the end? Uh, just episodes? the one. <laughs> just I the one. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't. Oh my god! I start, it gets no, better as it goes on. I, I know, told you that at the start. I just watched Love Is Blind. <laughs> I know. In fairness, if you're gonna watch something yeah. as half, uh, half, half, half fast, go ahead. <laughs> Oh wait, <laughs> fast paced and kind of yes. high energy as it well, always. Do you know what? I watched then. the first, I watched the episode I watched actually. I watched it before Love Is Blind, and then I tried to watch more afterwards. And I I think it was just when I when I tried to watch it, I had other things to do, and I just it just wasn't grabbing me, and I just couldn't okay. stick with it. That's it not to slow, say it was bad. Mm, right. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. give me your thoughts. The on first, it first episode I watched, and actually when it started off. It was a scene between him and his mother, mm-hmm. quite close to the start, and it was she was like the overbearing Muslim parent, mm-hmm. I guess. When you've seen this in many films before, whether it's an overbearing Indian parent or you know whatever it might be, yeah. When are you going to settle down and find a nice girl, yeah. and, you know, and start having children, and you know, but it was, and he's there, but you know, and he's you know he's the modern version of what their parents were, mm. and he's not finding that so he so easy to conform to and I just felt I have seen this mm-hmm. before right and I got through the whole first episode and it was very pleasant <laughs> got through the whole first all episode. 23 minutes of it, whatever it was I stuck it out yeah, very but it was um, I liked it by the end I have to say I did 
but, but not enough to watch the second episode. I, I think I think I will go back to it. I think I, I think will. You should. I think I will. Because he's a very engaging character. Yeah, he's very, very cute. Yeah. And, and there's some very funny bits, like the scenes between himself and his brothers, mm. where they're very they're much his further friends. along in their life. They're um they have children yeah. and uh, they have families and they, they but they they're just taking the piss out of him for everything. His beard isn't mm. good enough, his yeah. hairline is receding, it's all this kind of stuff. But he um He's a very engaging character, but I just felt, and I, I guess it's a problem with pilot episodes is that they have all the world building to do. You have to introduce everybody, establish all the dynamics, and it's just, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough one. But they just laid it out in such broad strokes at the start. Mm. I did feel like this again, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. So when I first started watching it, it was recommended to me, and I started watching it, and and originally I just thought, well, this is just a not as funny Master of None because mm. it seemed very mm. like that. Yeah, Master yeah. of None is Anzi Zazari, and it's Aziz. his Aziz. You always do Anzi's Anzari. <laughs> Aziz Zazari, and uh, <laughs> and and kind of his struggles growing yeah, yeah. up, uh, um, uh, you know, as an Indian American, I yeah. suppose, and um, but and didn't he that. have all the yeah? You're right because he had all the arrangements marriage kind of yeah and his parents and, and they well came as, over yeah, and yeah. all this sort of stuff so I did but I did it's definitely so originally I kind of thought that and I thought well I don't know I do like this and I thought I like the fact that it was quite it, it did seem to have quite an um, innocent vibe about it which yeah, I quite like because yeah. you don't see that that often which I was, so basically then as I started watching it I do think it's a real slow burner it definitely gets better as it goes right, along okay. now I do think it takes too long to get to it right, as okay. in it was by the, the fifth episode or something of, like that out of eight, out of eight that okay, I was like yeah. oh yeah I really like this and actually yeah. funny enough when it started halfway through the season then it starts focusing on the other members of the family and okay. it gets a lot better then okay. so yeah, yeah. It, it does but I kind of like like that there what we we're saying that um, you know a generation where the, um, the generation before them thought sure. you know that life was just totally immoral yeah. and then his his generation that's thinking you know like throw everything everything to the wind and nothing's yeah, safe yeah, or whatever yeah. and he's somewhere in the middle right, and I okay. hadn't seen that before because yeah, in Master of None yeah, he is yeah. no for, from what I can see he's yeah. no interest in he's his religion his culture he's, behind, yeah he doesn't care yeah. about that at all it's more like he doesn't want his parents to be annoying him and he doesn't want white women yeah. kind of prejudging him that whereas this yeah. guy this that's what was kind of different Remy is that he actually is quite interested yeah, in the spiritual the side of it, so, and yeah. uh, and and he's trying to navigate. But he also, at the same time, is a twenty-eight-year-old man and wants to yeah. be able to go on dates and everything else. So, and his kind of struggles with that. So, I hadn't seen that before. So, I did, I did yeah. like that, and yeah. I hadn't seen that kind of portrayed on screen before. I kind, I did like sort of the tone of it. It definitely got better as it went along. Um, and that he mentioned before as well, and I've heard other people saying this, is that it's interesting even just to watch a show about Muslims who aren't the bad guys. Sure, <laughs> because absolutely. you see He's so a, much yeah. of that. You know, you see so much of that yeah. on TV. And uh, he obviously, he won the Golden Globe, last just the Golden Globe. So he did a this very year. speech and he said, y'all probably think I'm an editor. Or yeah, something. yeah, where people like, nobody was <laughs> yeah. expecting him to win. He yeah, wasn't yeah. even expecting yeah. himself to win. So Yeah, so yeah. that is quite nice. And I think there is going to be a second season. I do think... I think that I did find his journey interesting, and then again, not to it's, it's not really a spoiler, just he ends up going to Egypt then right, okay. towards the end, and they're really interesting. And then the yeah. the final two episodes that are in Egypt are very good. I think yeah. they're the best of the whole season, okay. and there's yeah. going to be a season two. I don't think it's going to be as good as the first one, so right, okay. it might be. But I don't know. But there's something that happens in the last episode that I want to watch season two because right, of okay. that. I want to see yeah. how it unfolds. I enjoyed. But, I watched when I was watching the second episode or making my way through. As much, I actually watched. Most of it, but the, I liked his co workers and the, the web company basically. Oh, yeah, for. yeah. He has a co worker who is uh has a lot of physical challenges, shall we say, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. 
but and he's was, not a nice person no, at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But he was he had uh, was helping him go to the bathroom. Yeah. And like really helping yeah. him go to the bathroom, uh, just holding him up while he he did a poo and yeah, he had to wipe him. And then yeah. he said, I, now I have to pray, you know, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But he, yeah, you could see he was kind of, cha- you know, stuck in the middle of mm. his culture, I, I old know, and new. You I, know? Think, I think if you edited the whole season together, just the good bits and mm. just the interesting where the bits are kind of, yeah, oh, that's yeah. really cute or that's really interesting, I think it'd be really good. But you could probably yeah. get it down to maybe four episodes. Oh, okay. I think there's too yeah, many yeah. bits in between where it's a bit like you sort of just zone out yeah. or doze off because we have seen some of it before. But I think if you give it a chance, it is a real slow burner, though. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Even for a while, I didn't really, I was thinking, what am I going to talk about? But actually, when I started thinking about it, yeah. I think it is quite different and again for me just to see somebody on screen who's quite a nice character yeah. he is quite a nice character there was a scene in the first episode where he goes on a date with a girl and they end up having sex in her car she wants to have sex but he doesn't yeah, yeah. but it was so it was so mean to him she was so mean yeah, to him and just yeah, did, and yeah. but it was such a mean moment in yeah. the show that I was kind of oh I know I, didn't yeah. want, I just didn't want to see him kind of uh, be treated really badly yeah it was it was rough you know yeah he gets treated better as it goes oh, on good. He's, he's a yeah. very engaging character and I think yeah. I will go back to it because uh, like yeah. last night when I was watching that episode I was just kind of uh, my attention was being drawn and uh, I was just kind of going oh, no, I, this I found is that good too, but I will yeah. go back to yeah. it you know? do you know you could possibly even skip into the fourth or fifth yeah. episode and not do you know I think much. it's one of those things where I need to watch it in a gap between nothing else being on yeah definitely not something like Love is Blind but I would recommend watching it yeah. I think I think you should give it another chance and I'd, I'd be interested to see what season 2 is going to yeah. be like I wouldn't have extremely high hopes for right. season 2 but um, yeah I'd be interested to see how something yeah. plays out in it which is quite good and all the actors were, yeah. were very good so that's a, that's a Hulu based program mm-hmm. so you know use your initiative to yeah. track down that <laughs> <Yeah>. program <laughs> you know they won't show it to you here so one of the things we talked about then for our, our next couple yeah. our next episode is to possibly recommend shows from the shows from when we were young that we really okay. liked yeah, yeah. that the other person mightn't have seen okay so something like like that time I asked you to watch Save of the Bell because yes. you had seen and obviously that was a massive uh, <laughs> yeah, show in my life that was it was a bit yeah, yeah. And, and just to see your reaction was yeah. quite funny so I haven't I haven't nailed down a specific program yet but I thought that would be good if we did something like that I was thinking something like have you ever watched Dawson's Creek oh yeah oh you so, have yeah, okay yeah, yeah, right yeah. right okay yeah, I was probably too old to be watching it but I didn't <laughs> yeah. watch it yeah <laughs> I think I was that? what was that like that's um, is that a late 90s that's 90s yeah pre 9-11 oh definitely yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I would have been Jesus I would have been I guess Early mid twenties, right? Was yeah, that's mid mid nineties, mid ni- mid to late nineties. Yeah, we started late, in the mid. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think now. I watched. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. I think I watched. Oh, well, that's okay. Them, no, yeah. it'd be only if you'd never seen it before. Right, I think okay. it should be maybe something that we haven't seen before, okay. so that because you had never seen Saved by the Bell before you no, started watching never those seen episodes. Any of that. So just to see, uh, even yeah. for me to go back and watch it now, like I knew who Screech was. Yeah, of course. Just as a cultural reference, crazy old Screech. Because just as an example, because Reese, I used to watch Ali McBeal all the time when I was younger and I, I thought it was I great and then I rewatched it recently and I could not believe how sexist it was like I didn't oh, yeah. pick up on that at the time but, or oh well like I think they, they it wasn't just, part of the plot it was just happening in oh the it was just happening yeah, like yeah, it was okay. just this kind of blatant sexism which right. just I think at the time was just normal right. it was yeah okay. so things like that I think would be okay. quite interesting if well, we I'll rewatch think it think about it and we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out before the next one yeah cool alright that's another one in the can yeah Let's go to our meeting. (laughs) (laughs) The glamour of it all. Yeah. All right. Sign off for their creepy goodbyes then.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> I forgot I'm <laughs>